Shalom Racha, this is Chazar Shir number three, where Pesiyat Dishmai will discuss two things. Number one, we'll discuss what happens if you're benching after Shki on Shalosh Shadis, so you're allowed to drink from the cup. And then number two, we'll discuss other uh, halachos that apply to the kosher bracha of benching and also in general to other kosher shal bracha like Kiddush and Havdalah and, uh, and Shabbat bracha. So we started off the siga of what happens if uh, very fairly common in, in shuls that you are honored to bench Shalosh uh in shul and the meal ends after, uh, after Shkia. So the halacha is that if you're not in the middle of a meal, a person is not allowed to eat after shkia. Meaning, if you're middle shal you're allowed to continue eating. But if you're not, if you haven't, uh, if you're not eating shal if you haven't washed for shal so the moment shkia comes, you're not allowed to eat because Chazal wanted to make sure that you're not, uh, you're not going to forget to make abdallah. So the Shulchan Aruch paskins that if you're benching and and you're benching well after shkia or even well after tzeis, the Allah is you're allowed to drink from the cup. Uh, why would you be allowed to drink the cup in, in such a case? So explains the Mishabura, the reason why you'd be allowed to drink part of the cup is because the cup is part of benching and benching is part of the meal. Just like you say, it's saying benching, even though it's not Shabbos, so the cup is part of the benching and benching is part of the meal. Just like you're allowed to eat the tuna fish or uh, the bagel or whatever it is that you're eating for Shalosh after tzeis, if it's in the middle of the meal, so the benching is also considered as part of the meal itself, uh, and therefore you're allowed to, to therefore you're allowed to drink the cup. However, the Mishabura says, when are you allowed to drink the cup after tzeis? That's only someone who always uh, benches after uh, someone who always benches with a cup. But if you're not someone who always benches with a cup, so then for you it's not part of the meal, and since for you it's not part of the meal, you're not allowed. He says the one exception is if someone uh, if you finish benching during benish mosher. Since it's benish mosher, where it's mamish, it's a, it's a suffix if it's there or not. So then we can rely on the on the Tosaf Shabbos, who says that even after tzeis, a person could drink because there's always a mitzvah minimum to use the cup. Uh, so we're not going to rely on him, you know, when it's after taste, but during Bainash Mashas, we'll rely on him to say that you're allowed to drink. Uh, to, you're allowed to drink the, the cup after, after bench. But again, the Maisa, the, the Mishabruah explains and clarifies, he says, when the Shulchan Aruch Paskets, that, uh, that, you're, that you're allowed to drink the kosher bracha of benching by Shalosh that ends after taste, that's only if you're someone that always uh, benches using a cup. What does it mean, always benches using a cup? So the Shemir Shabbos Kilcha says, you always bench a Shabbos. Even during the week, you didn't necessarily bench with a cup. Uh, but if on Shabbos, you always bench with a cup, that's considered always, and you're allowed to drink it. The Benish Chai goes one step further, and he says, even if you only bench Shalosh with a cup, meaning during the Shabbos Friday night and Shabbos day, you don't bench with a cup because that's you're eating at home. But in shul, you're always being makbid to bench with a cup. So then the halacha is that you would be allowed to uh, you'd be allowed to drink it. And the Ben Shai says even if someone who wants to drink it afterwards uh, would be uh, would would be allowed to. What is the case? Uh, what is the halacha when it comes to Shabbos This is a very fairly uh, common situation. You have Shabbos Shabbos that goes well into into taste. Are you allowed to say Shabbos in such a situation? So the Shmir Shabbos explains. He says if the Shabbos isn't over on Shabbos, meaning the Shabbos Brachos is going to continue on Sunday, Monday, or whatever it is. Uh, so then the Allah is your allowed to say Shabbat Brachos, the Chastan and Kala are allowed to drink from it, and everyone there is also allowed to drink from it. And he explains, he says the reason why you're allowed to drink from it is because because Shabbat Brachos is connected to benching. It's like part, the same Svara that someone who always uh, benches using a kos is allowed to drink the kos after taste would be the same Svara that, that uh, with regards to Shabbat Brachos that you're allowed to drink the cup of uh, of Shabbos, the Rishon says that ideally just uh, the Chassan and the Kalos should drink it, but uh, Shlomo Zalman um, assumed that it would apply to to everyone. Everyone who's there would be allowed to uh, to drink from it. So that was the sigh of what happens if you finish the meal. 
Shal Shudas after uh, Tzeis or after Shkiar, are you allowed to drink the, the cup or not? The rest of Simon Kof Pei Gimel, the Shulchan Aruch discusses uh, if you don't have wine, so then you can use Chamer Medina. Again, we paskin that Mekar, then you know you never need to have a cup. But someone wants to do the Mitzvah Medina Mufchar and there's no wine, so Chamer Medina will be okay. And then the rest of the Sif discusses the Allahs of Pegima, that if someone drinks from the cup, so then you can't use it for benching anymore. Because uh, it becomes a coast, uh, it becomes a coast that is uh, that is pagum, and the way to fix the pagim is by either adding water or by adding uh, a little bit of wine to it, and that's uh, something that we're not going to not going to discuss right now. Uh, meaning we discussed them when we learned hilchos um, hilchos kiddush, uh, but we're not going to get so much into it now. Then we discussed, the, then we got into the next part, which is simit kuf gimel, and this is the sugi of the halachos of koshal brachos. We saw the Gemara in brachos that said that there are 10 requirements of what's considered a koshal bracha. We went through all 10 and then Rabbi Yochanan concludes and he says, no, there's really four. The four are rinsing, washing, uh, the cup needs to be high and the cup needs to be full. So we saw uh, five way machlokas. We've shown up how to reconcile uh, this Gemara. Is it really, do you really need 10 or do you really need four like, uh, like Rabbi Yochanan? So the Geonim say we don't pass them like Rabbi Yochanan because other Amorayim we see practice the other things that are elaborated in, uh, in the Brisa. And therefore, the Allah is that you need all 10 for, for a kosher bracha. The Rambam, he says, no, we pass in the and there's only these four things are, uh, are obligated. Tosos seems to paskin that all the 10 are obligated except for two. There's two things that aren't obligated, and that's itter and, um, itter and ituf, which is crowning and uh, wrapping of the head, which we'll discuss each one in, uh, in detail shortly. But uh, that was the opinion of the Rambam. The Torah says that we do 9 out of 10. The only one we don't do is Itter. And Rabbi Yonah says we do 5 out of 10. We do the 4 of Rabbi Yochanan, plus the, the one that says that you need to hold the cup with your right hand. Um, and because uh, we saw that Rabbi Yochanan himself did that as well. So those are the, the 5 way Machok Yishon. Gorm says you need to do all 10. The Rambam says you do 4. Tosu says you do eight of them. The two that you don't do is Itter and Ituf. The Torah says you do nine of them. The one that you don't do is Itter. And then the Rabbi Yonah says that you do uh, five out of uh, ten. How do we pass again? So it's Mashmah from the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch quotes eight out of ten. So it's Mashmah, he's holding like, uh, like Tosos. The Gra says that in Echanami, the, that, that uh, Shulchan Aruch is, is passing like Tosos. He says, but we really pass again that you really need four. You need four Lahalacha, four Me'akiv, the first four of of um of rinsing and washing and chai and that the cup needs to be full those are ma'akim and then the other the other six are just to beautify the mitzvah uh, and are are for for a hitter. So now what we did was we went through all uh, all ten of these things and we went through initially we went through nine out of ten of them and we described each one uh, in a little bit more detail. But before we did that we explained that the Rambam says that even though we hold me'ikra din that a person doesn't need to bench with a cup right like we saw that we passed like the Rambam and the Rif you don't need bench with a cup comes the Ram comes the Rambam and says if you are doing it so then you should already do it you should do it with a ten with a ten qualifications which in other words is just a a good call for life that if you're already doing something, you should do it, uh, do it right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, nine out of ten of these criteria that the, that, uh, that the Gemara brings and we'll see how it's brought apart, uh, brought and taught in the Shulchan Aruch itself. So the Shulchan Aruch and Sefalf says that you need to do uh, rinsing and washing. The rinsing is what is where you're rinsing the cup on the inside and the washing, washing means that you need to wash the cup on the on the outside, and Mishabura says that you're not obligated to to rinse the cup if it's if it's clean, um, if it's absolutely clean. It's mommy like spiffy, spiffy clean. Tach uh, v'naki is the lashon that he uses. So then you don't you don't need to wash it at all. He says if it's not dirty, if it doesn't have like shiurei pas, if it doesn't have leftover bread, so then you don't need to you don't need to wash it. But it's good to wash. But but if it's uh, mamish like spiffy clean, it's like it was it was clean. So then it doesn't need a, a rinsing a rinsing. And based on that, the Chachani says that if you washed your dishes last Friday night and then now uh, whatever last Shabbos day and then now it's uh, 
you know, or Motzi Shabbos, and now it's Friday night, you don't need to wash the Becher. Again, but we saw the Aruch HaShulchan who says that Kabbalistically, uh, it's best to actually uh, wash it. But we also saw that once the cup was rinsed and washed, it can last for a few other cups. So for example, what happens if by the end of the meal you make Kiddush Friday night, and then the end of the meal you want to bench with a cup? So do you need to rinse and wash that cup? So if that cup is clean, you won't need to rinse and wash that, that cup. Why won't you? What do you mean if it's clean? If it doesn't have uh, pieces of bread inside, even lechatchila, you won't need to, to wash it. Why won't you need to wash it? Because it was, we already did uh, the hadach, we already did the rinsing and washing on that cup when we washed it for benching. The only problem is that since it's half full, so maybe it's pakum. So you add a little bit more wine and then you fix the, the pigima. And we do this every lela seder, right? On, on lela seder, when between the first and the second cup, we don't rinse the cup out in the, in the middle. And the reason why we don't rinse it out is because we already did the washing and the rinsing on the, on the first cup. When it comes to the third cup, so here the Shut Marshal says that it's best to actually rinse the third cup either because some crumbs come in. And even if crumbs don't come in, it's still best to because of the of the kedusha of the of the night and and the and the holiness of of lela seder. So those were criteria number one and two: the rinsing and washing. And then we saw that the criteria. Then we saw the third criteria, which is chai. The gemara said that the the wine needs to be or the. Gemara, it's much more that the wine needs to be chai. What does it mean, chai? Chai, we understood, means undiluted. The problem is that you have a Gemara that is so that. The Gemara says that you can't use a kosher bracha unless you add water to it. Meaning a kosher bracha without water is not a good kosher bracha. So we, have a so we have three opinions and the Shulchan Aruch brings all three. Opinion number one is the Rambam and the Rif that says that you need to fill up the car, the car, the cup Undiluted. And when you're benching Birkas Amazon, the first cup, uh, with the first bracha that you're making by Birkas Amazon, needs to be with undiluted wine. And then once you get to the bracha of Nodelcha, uh, we're discussing the Shvach of Eretz Yisrael, then you add one, then you add water to the wine to show, look how strong the wine of Eretz Yisrael is that we need wine, that we need to add water in order to dilute it. So the way we reconcile the two Gemars is the one Gemara that says Chai, that means for the first bracha. The other Gemara that says that it needs to be uh, diluted, that's in the second bracha to give shvach to Eretz Raji says, really, it needs to be diluted. And what does it mean, chai? Chai means that you need to pour it out of the cup for the sake of uh, benching. Tosa says, what does chai mean? Chai means that it can't have any, uh, any, the cup itself can't have any cracks or, um, or, or, or breaks. And the Shulchan Aruch, in Siv base, he paskins like the Rambam, that you put in the, the wine undiluted, and then by Nodelcha, you add water to show the strength of, of the wine of Eretz Yisrael. The Ramah argues, and he says, our custom is not to do that. On the contrary, the wine destroys, the, the, if you're adding water, would destroy the wine. So therefore, we're it through Rashi by pouring it out of the glass for the sake of the mitzvah, which means that if, let's say, you have someone pour you a glass of wine for, to eat with a steak, and you drink a little bit, and now we want to bench, and, you're, and they honored you to bench, and you say, oh, you don't need to take out more wine, just use my cup that, was, you, know, that you gave me for the meal, L'chor, that would be problematic. That won't be a kiyam of chai, uh, because it wasn't poured out of the bottle for the sake of, of the mitzvah of benching. And, and the Shulchan Aruch of Gimel says that it's good to be mechaz, it's good to find the cup that doesn't have any, uh, any cracks. The Bishosif, uh, the Mishaburah quotes the Bishosif, who adds that even if your wine isn't so strong, Right, um, or if let's say your wine isn't from Eretz Yisrael, there's still kabbalistically a good reason to add uh, to add water uh, to it. The next thing we saw, the other criteria, the fourth criteria is mali that it needs to be full. The Shulchan Aruch of Beis Paskins, the Ramah really needs of Beis Paskins that it needs to be full. The Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish and Aleph Paskins that the cup needs to be um, needs to be full and doesn't need to necessarily over uh, overflow, but it needs to be full. And the Mishaburan Simon Kuf Pei Beis Siv Katan Lamed Beis he adds and he says. That if the water level isn't high enough, you're allowed. If the wine level isn't high enough, you're allowed to add things to the cup that won't destroy the cup that won't make it uh, that won't make the the wine gross. So the piskatshuva is based on that. He says you can add marbles, you can add ice, things that won't make it gross, 
but will uh, elevate the water level, the wine level, that will be considered uh, full. And the fifth criteria that Gemara uh, quotes is itter. Itter means crowning. Crowning, there are two opinions in the Gemara, either people standing around uh, the actual cup to show it the chashivas, or placing other cups around the cup around the cup that you're holding to show Hashir. So the Chachani says that this, we don't, we don't follow this, right? The Shulchan doesn't quote this, the Ramad doesn't quote this. Uh, we don't follow this. He says, but if you're making Kiddush and you're going to hand out cups, uh, so then in a Kharami you should place those cups around you, uh, around it to show the, the chashivish of the kosher bracha. And that could be also one of the reasons for the fountain becher. The becher that when you pour water in and, and you have the small cups that are all around, they get filled up from the fountain. So the chorah, that would be a kiyam of, uh, of itter as well. Even though we did see that according to really be mekayim itter, the cups it's themselves need to be full beforehand. Uh, but the chachani was under the uh, pasuk and said, "You don't need to. Uh, you don't need to, uh, The cups do not need to be full. On the contrary, they should be empty." So that was criteria number five that we saw. That was itur. And the criteria number six was ituf. Ituf is a uh, is a head covering, and it says in the Gemara that some of the Amaraim used to wrap their head. So the, again, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't quote it. The Ramad doesn't quote it. But the Mishabura quotes the Magen Avraham, who says that a God fearing Jew should really uh, wrap his head. Besides, for the keeper that's on his head, he should wear a hat on his head to show the, the chashivas and like the, to, to get him in the right mindset to, to bench. The Arch HaShulchan also quotes this, and he says that the Magen Avram says, he says, but from the Lashon of the Zohar, it's mashma that the way he understood the Gemara, that it wasn't a hat, but it was rather taka a kippa, a yamaka, that the person shouldn't daven with his head, uh, with his head uncovered. Uh, and that's also mashma in the Lashon of the, of the Torah, who says that a person shouldn't daven with, uh, with, uh, with an uncovered head. The next thing we saw is the the next thing that we saw are is criterion number seven and criterion number criterion number seven and criterion number eight, which is that you need to take the cup with two hands and then you need to hold it in your right hand. So the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Dalit says that a person should accept it with two hands and the Piskachuvas implies, he says that when you're accepting with two hands, I mean someone's giving it to you and the person who gives it to you should also give it to you with two hands. So you should person lifting it up should give it with two hands. The person accepting should accept it with two hands. And then he should move it to his right hand when he leads the benching. And the left hand should not support the right hand at, uh, at all. And the Leket Yosha explains, he says, why specifically over here do we are mechabed the person why we lift it up? Why when you make Kiddush at home, we don't lift up the cup for you to make Kiddush? So he explains very simply. He says, by Zimon, where the Baal Bayes is mechabed the gas, so to show that he's mechabed him, he lifts it up with two hands. But if you're sitting out of my house and I'm and I'm making Kiddush because I'm the Baal Abbas, so then you don't need to lift the cup for me. I'm the one who Who's, uh, who's making the, the cup. I'm the one who's, who's uh, making Kiddush. And the last criteria, the ninth criteria that we saw uh, in the Shear is that you need to lift the cup uh, a tefach off the table. Uh, so, or off the ground, if you're sitting on the ground. But Lamaisa, uh, you lift it off a tefach off the table, that's, uh, that's the best. Now, we saw from uh, Rishom Zalman of Mirkash, who was, uh, was a, a dying in Mir in the 1700s, who he paskins that if the cup is, has a long base, right? If it has a very, you know, like a lot of bechers are on this like pointy, uh, or it looks like almost like a, like a stick, right? It's on a, on a stick. He says that if the cup is a tefach off the table, so then all you need to do, meaning if the part that's holding the grape juice the, or the wine is already a tefach off the table, so then all you need to do is just elevate it a little bit, meaning because the tefach doesn't need to be from the base. It needs to be from the top, it's, uh, from the top itself, meaning from the, from the top half, of the uh, of the cup, and we saw also from the shlach colors that when a person does lift up the cup, he should put it in the palm of his hands. Now, when you are holding the cup, how far do you need to hold it to? So we saw two, two, two different sheets. Either you need to hold it all the way to the end of the benching till after the borei piragafen, or you need to hold it after until after ali chasreinu, which seems to be that's how the archa shulchan paskins, and that seems to be the custom.